It's not uncommon, I feel, to hear the phrase, the best shape of my life was the worst time of my life, which I think is a very interesting and important topic to address. So this is, is the fitness industry making you sick and why I quit being a fitness influencer? So everyone slash most people want to feel well and look well with good reason. You know, it's a good goal to have, but it's also incredibly easy to tip over from helpful to harmful and it's sad and I've just been in this industry for so long now to keep seeing people go down the same path and be fed misinformation is just really sad so let's talk about it I want to ask you if you've ever noticed the prevalence of illnesses among fitness influencers and like celebrities I guess and I mean even in yourself have you ever noticed people talk about bloating chronic bloating skin problems gastrointestinal gastrointestinal issues thyroid issues people say they've got high cortisol levels or they've been in hospital for xyz now it's not always a direct causation let me just say that but there is an undeniable link between this gym lifestyle that is idealized and with body modification with a rise in autoimmune issues and digestive issues especially among women and like I said, I know because I speak from experience and I have a joke with myself now that I'm a reformed fitness babe. Um, but no, I did identify as one of those like influencers and I did become very ill and my story is not unique. Now, I was doing it all. I was posting my workouts. I was posting my heavily supplemented diet routine and wearing fluorescent gym clothing, which there's nothing wrong with those so fits are still cute, but... Anyway, I ended up quitting, or perhaps it's better to say I gradually evolved, at least to the outside world, but to myself, I did have a bit of a meltdown and I did quit. Now, I still identify as being in this industry. I'm someone who posts about well-being, I talk about food, but it's, it's rooted in genuine inner holistic wellness, which may generate a few eye rolls there, but that is kind of what I want to explain. Now, when we look at the fitness and wellness space scene, in today's age, 2024 is pretty clear we've come a long way since the early 2000s and the 2010s when overt diet culture and body shaming was pretty much the norm, you know. Everything was a bit more suspect and, you know, we've we've had the reformation of gym brands who are far more health-centred, at least they say they are, to the facing world, and there is better messaging out there now. So that does need to, to be said. But the thing is, even though it might not be as in your face these days, I do believe a lot of what we get from the fitness industry, from influencers, from the media, celebrities, hasn't actually changed that much at all. And it's, in fact, just gotten a little bit more insidious and beneath the surface, the narrative is still similar. And I don't think that the average person can separate health from aesthetics very well, still. Which means we do have many people falling into habits and patterns of behavior under the guise of health which are actually just unhealthy and you may be like what do you mean what does this even look like what do you mean it, it makes you unhealthy how can this be unhealthy well I for one as I said I remember when I began to notice this correlation in myself as I said at the start how many fitness babes and guys and gals come out and begin to deal with these GI issues, skin issues, thyroid issues, falling into binge eating disorders, eating disorders, when they are quote unquote doing it 
right they are training going to the gym eating xyz like how does that how does that happen and again I just want to say and get it straight I'm not saying it's always a straight up cause and effect situation here like I understand a lot of people dive into health and fitness because they're trying to sort out their issues and people crave feeling well but many people are very aesthetically led and that's valid too but I think that that is where the problem begins to lie and there is just this link that can't be ignored where yes you may have abs or she may have abs or he may have abs or you may need a smaller size of jeans or bigger if you've been doing your hip thrusts correctly but internally there are a lot of missing pieces to the puzzle now i said i wasn't going to make these chats all about me but to provide some context let me share with you why i think it matters why it matters to me and what i've learned because like i said it's not unique and if i can help someone move away from this trajectory amazing so the relevant part of my story probably starts when i was an online fitness babe influencer basically i fell into the workout world because i had pretty low self-esteem and i thought like many people that building muscle slimming down would help now again my journey has a lot of twists and turns but let's talk about specifically the gym lifestyle i was following and how it manifested into bad health for me so she was wearing her brightly colored gym sets and consuming a lot of bodybuilding content how to grow your glutes lift heavy eat clean drink supplements these things in and of themselves there's nothing wrong with but as we dive further into the episode you will get a clearer picture of what can begin to go wrong so i became a personal trainer and listen, I was enjoying it at the time and now I'm in a good headspace. I recognise how this industry can be really supportive and helpful and it has good intentions or mo- most people in the industry do have good intentions, right? But that isn't how it turned out for me or for many people because while at the start it can be very new and fun, like I said, I don't think many people will understand the slippy slope you can end up on because of the misinformation that we are sold and we're not given all the pieces to the puzzle, especially, especially as a woman. And again, this will begin to make more sense as as we chat a little bit further. But yeah, so it was probably a couple of years into my fitness era, a year or so, and it was the height of my obsession with fitness my obsession with lifting weights, with micromanaging what I was eating and that was also when I was becoming the most ill. I was constantly sick, I had constant stomach problems, worse than I ever experienced before. I had constant infections as well, which looking back was um, something I didn't really recognize at the time but yeah my skin was the worst it had ever been i looked like i had a rash on my face i was in tears all the time um anyone who has acne or hormonal acne or any experience with that will definitely understand what i mean there but yeah i had very brittle hair skin nails i i didn't realize again at the time but my hormones were not great i did start my period super late anyway so i definitely have something genetically there but as soon as i started fitnessing to the extent i was i lost it and 
it also didn't matter if I was eating a lot or not eating a lot it was still kind of messing up my cycle because as I said I've had different sort of eras in my fitness journey I've kind of been through restriction I've been through loads of overeating but yeah it kind of my hormones were kind of all over the place they were not very harmonious I was training a lot I was weightlifting a lot I was weightlifting like six days a week I was trying to count calories I didn't have a clue about recovery, about rest, about proper nutrition. And saying all these things out loud, I mean, they sound kind of simple, like go to the gym, rest, eat good food, but it's actually not as simple as that. And it can become very easy to fall into a bit of a mental headspace, a poor mental headspace and a bit of a diet culture trap. And you can begin to take things too far. You can fall into binge eating cycles and begin to lose touch with yourself, I feel. That's a good way of explaining things like you're not really listening to yourself, listening to your body being driven by internal cues at all. You are very focused on the external you're focused on what a app tells you you should eat or what your personal trainer tells you should eat. You're focused on what you look like in leggings, that kind of mentality. And it's just, it is a bit ironic. It's not a bit ironic, it's very ironic. And it's just sad that the holistic health of your mind and body is pushed aside in the quest for some kind of aesthetic because that is what tends to happen when you enter this world and not always and not always obviously either like I said it can be quite insidious and it can kind of creep up on you and it can lead to a lot of confusion because I remember when I was coming out of the restriction and then I kind of relapsed into binge eating because my mental headspace was really really poor and I was diagnosed with hypothyroid and I was so confused and I had gained weight and I was just like a bit all over the place. I was I was genuinely so confused. I was like, I, I am drinking greens powder. So like, why is my skin worse? I was trying to eat under a certain amount of calories. I was like, why is my, why is my health worse? I'm trying to like eat chicken and a salad for dinner. Like what's going on? Why was I anxious about skipping my workouts? Why could I not wake up in the mornings? Because I was so tired. My muscles felt like I couldn't even move them. I actually ended up going to the doctors around like 2017, 2018. And they gave me the diagnosis of chronic fatigue. Because I was like that physically exhausted. Um, That's a story for, for another time. But I was just, I was so confused. I was like, why is my period gone? I'm I'm actually eating more at this point because I ended up like binging loads. So I was actually eating more food, but my period still wasn't there. I was genuinely just stumped, and I'm I'm not the only person that this has happened to. And I mean, even if you've clicked on this episode, it, you may be curious or intrigued. You may be like, hmm, I wonder if perhaps I relate to this. And yeah, I just I just don't know why it's not more of a question mark in just the general realm of fitness and well-being and how it's still a thing so I mean I'm incredibly grateful now to be in a much healthier position so let me share some insights because yeah I've, I've been on this journey to address this and when I 
began to put the pieces together and I was like, what the hell? I need to stop doing this. I I need to take a, a different approach. And I slowed down. I began to figure it out gradually. And it wasn't easy because it can be very confusing and there's so much information out there. But yeah, I essentially figured out that the sort of intensity I was doing things at and the stress and the pressures I was putting on my body, I was just going down a path of like dysregulating my hormones more. As I said, I definitely have always genetically kind of dealt with something there, but I I ended up sort of stressing my body out a lot. There was minimal rest. There was a lot of pressure on myself there was a huge load on my nervous system weightlifting was a lot for me I was causing you know blood sugar imbalances through the patterns of eating that I was choosing you know even even the if it fits your macro approach there's such a huge focus on ultra processed foods for me and because I had such a messed up headspace and and a relationship with food because of the messaging I was internalizing yeah, I ended up binge eating and you do end up binge eating on loads of ultra processed foods, which in high quantities can be pretty detrimental to your health, your digestion can really impact your energy. Yeah, your gut health. And that is how it manifested for me. You know, I ended up with some pretty serious bouts of gut dysbiosis, which is essentially like a very poor gut health. Think of all the horrible stomach symptoms you can have yes I had them all and yeah I was just pushing myself further and further down this path of being completely dysregulated being completely disconnected from myself from my internal cues from my values from what I wanted from how I wanted to feel and then it just led to a load of mess and confusion So yeah, whilst I have managed to create more of a harmonious balance now that supports my mind and my body in a way that I think the wellness industry, the the good parts of the wellness industry does intend, I'm still healing from a lot of that old stuff today. So let's look at the problems then. Let's look at how we might be able to avoid this or if you relate to any of my story how you can potentially come out of it and and the things to be aware of so in my opinion the fitness industry the wellness industry whatever you want to call it has a few problems first and foremost it is an industry which promotes mental inflexibility at its core really you know not a lot of people take the time to recognize the holistic nature of our bodies that being our mental and physical health is connected And why don't they do this? Because there is such a huge focus on aesthetics. It's a very aesthetic-led industry. Because like I said at the start, people do have a hard time from separating aesthetics versus genuine health. So the messaging that is driven into people and that people internalise is that stringent routines are the be-all and end-all. And much of, you know, the lifestyle that the leaders and the fit influencers promote is this sort of black and white notion. And you begin to view food as good and bad. And you begin to become obsessed with the way that your body looks. And yeah, you undoubtedly begin to be led down a path where you are quite inflexible. 
in your thinking and then ultimately in the way you begin to lead your life and again like i said diet culture isn't as obvious today isn't as like out there it's more insidious because i still go into commercial gyms and i still see coaches and fitfluencers online promote these like eight week plans 12 week plans and i just know by looking at it all it's going to be is a training plan and a meal plan of 1500 calories 1600 calories if you're lucky um and if you don't have the wider awareness of how important it is to nourish yourself holistically mentally physically and you don't have a decent knowledge of nutrition or a good relationship to food it's just not going to end well so yeah mental inflexibility is a real problem and prevalent mentality that is still pushed to this day Secondly, we have the fitness industry's obsession and hyper-focus on the self. So we're sort of constantly fed this underlying message that it is we. It is ourselves that are the problem, you know. And then we, we internalise that, you know. It's our willpower which is not strong enough. Or we are weak, we are lazy, we are greedy. You know, you want to eat a whole bag of fries and a whole bar of dairy milk you are essentially pathetic and you just need more grit and it often dismisses the sort of external and environmental you know and biological factors that impact our health as well and that impact our moods and our ability to do things what about neurodiversity what about chronic illness disability what about our environment you know and this focus on the self on the we are 100% in control and responsible for our mood, for our willpower, all of this stuff, that just then perpetuates the body shaming and almost to some people justifies body shaming and the hyper focus on muscular bodies and slim bodies and, and that can cause a pretty stressed out state for someone because all of that unnecessary guilt and shame that we internalize is harmful for our health and the unnecessary pressure we put on ourselves to look like something which is completely unobtainable for for most people and it takes us more away from ourselves again and just ultimately isn't very healthy and then thirdly we have the supplements and the powders and the if it fits your macros and the calorie counting. Now, I'll try and keep this bit short. I have kind of touched on it a little bit, but essentially, it can be very easy to be tricked into thinking you need to take a bunch of really poor quality, low quality supplements in order to fix XYZ or to build muscle or whatever. Now, there are different types and quality of supplements. Supplements can be super beneficial and if you do your research then you know having protein powder using supplements to support your yourself in whatever way you can can absolutely be helpful but what tends to happen because of the hyper focus on the aesthetics is that these are sold as necessities and quick fixes and people are consuming pretty crappy quality and i don't you know, I don't usually use language like that when it comes to, to food. And I certainly don't want to add to fear-mongering. But, you know, the more I've dived into this sort of things, a lot of protein and supplements do have unnecessary and not very helpful stuff 
in them. Um, you know, you're taught, you, you can dig some research into this, but a lot of fillers, a, a lot of nonsense, which, you know, in small quantities is fine. I, I don't believe we need to be Puritans here. But when you're consuming, you know, ultra processed birthday cake flavoured protein bars and energy drinks and BCAAs and artificial flavoured protein powders every single day and you are kind of replacing quote unquote normal foods with this uh yeah ultra processed sort of macro friendly versions and you're baking everything you bake has to be has to include some kind of calorie free syrup like you are essentially going to be harming your gut your gut flora it is sensitive um for most women it is and you know there are there are definitely sturdy people out there a lot of guys are very sturdy and they can kind of take this stuff on the chin and it's fine but if you are someone who deals with a lot of um blowing issues skin issues whatever I have been talking about in this episode may want to look at the consumption and the amount you consume supplements powders and the quality of them and this, of course, ties into the if it fit your macros and the calorie counting approaches, because often what people are doing is they're trying to, uh, yeah, cram really ultra tasty foods into their diet um, because they're restricting their calories. And what does this lead to? Essentially, a pretty poor relationship to food because you are merely reducing food to numbers. And it's not healthy, in my opinion. I do. I actually don't care if someone disagrees with this. Because there definitely is a line of coaches and people who just believe and will die on the hill that calories are king. But they're not. They're, they're literally not. Reducing your food to numbers, even if you have a weight goal, uh, an aesthetic goal, it is ridiculous. Because what happens for most people, and again, I can't blanket statement this because some people may be fine, but for most people you are running the risk of impacting your relationship to food. You run the risk of beginning to fear avocados and egg yolks because you are worried about their fat content and you will begin to fear normal, healthy food, food which is rich in antioxidants and polyphenols and minerals just because you think that the calorie content is too high. And what does that do? That can and likely will disrupt your gut further causing you digestive issues, unpleasant symptoms. It will impact your energy, your hair, your skin, your hormones. So yeah, not great. And to this day, I still see coaches call, you know, counting calories and macros as food freedom. That <laughs> That is not food freedom. That is restriction mass as food freedom. And again, I don't necessarily think that calorie counting as a tool needs to be completely dismissed. I think it just needs to be used in really specific scenarios and only if someone has um, a good relationship to food and kind of understands the whole mental and physical aspect of things because really how much freedom do you have if you're doing mental arithmetics and mental mathematics of how you can fit a chocolate muffin inside your allocated 1500 calories a day that is not freedom for most people that is actually prison and it is placing emphasis on the complete wrong things. And it's just the complete wrong path for many people to go down. So yeah, um, the quality of your food is essentially really, really important. And what 
these kind of calorie counting if it fit your macros approaches run the risk of doing is pushing you away from good quality healthy food and more towards ultra processed food which again in in moderation is obviously absolutely fine but when it messes up your headspace you're not doing things in moderation you run the risk of binge eating overeating and doing these crazy cheat days which were very um prevalent in like 2015 2016 i've weirdly seen a resurgence in them which is slightly concerning um so yeah quality of food is important and then lastly finally i think one of the problems of the fitness industry is that it's modeled off men and especially like the bodybuilding side of things like you know like i said everything is evolving everything has evolved and we do see so much more now about women's health which is amazing there there is so much more to be said about brands who are leading with women's health and we see conversations happening about women's cycles and cycle thinking yada 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 but still predominantly the the fitness industry is modeled off men and the routines that are idealized are modeled off of what is good for a guy or what may work for a guy now it seems so obvious to say that women are biologically different to men no one can disagree with that right so why then are women being encouraged to follow similar protocols to men um you know this gym bro heavy lifting chicken and rice lifestyle you know women's cycle is between i think it's like 28 to 35 days depends obviously there are discrepancies um men don't have that men are pretty pretty stable and consistent i think there's their hormonal cycle runs within a day so it is very interesting then that many women are kind of yeah adhering to these routines that are just probably not that very helpful to them you know for me and which is going to be hugely relatable i am insanely different throughout the different stages of the month it's not just like oh i feel a bit sleepy today or i'm a bit depressed no i am very different throughout the month i am either like dissociating and questioning my reality so i have no means to prioritize four sets of leg press and chugging protein or you know or i feel mentally sane and stable and i have energy like it, it, for many women we we can relate to this cycle women need more sleep than men you know women can't tolerate fasting as well as men can um you know there's a lot of talk and discussion about intermittent fasting and fasting and there's there's a lot of support that actually um yeah is it shows that that fasting for humans can be can be beneficial in in healing and and whatever but again men and women are very different um women can't tolerate fasting as well as men can we have a really delicate hormonal cycle we have completely different rhythms and this rise and grind fitness culture you know the fasted cardio the intense heavy heavy leg days um and those kind of heavy regimes just ain't it for a lot of women um and obviously then can lead to illness can lead to fatigue can lead to mental instability and just being like just not not very very good so yeah i mean while i have said multiple times we have come a long way in this industry and it can definitely still be a force for good 
it's still an industry which is like I think I read somewhere it's like a hundred billion dollars or something like it's still a industry driven by people's insecurities quick fixes and there's still a lot of waking up to do and there's still a lot of misinformation and we still need to move away from extreme rigidity and this overemphasis on appearance if we genuinely care and crave about real health about mental health um yeah i'm feeling now i've rambled on about this way too long and i might have to turn this into two parts because in reality the next question is like how do we do it right then how do we do health and fitness right and like i've said multiple times it's about looking at it holistically it's about taking the emphasis off your appearance for a second and just asking yourself what is going on inside like this may sound a bit like eye rolly right but what are your values you know what is driving you in life because often people are falling into the fitness and health world because they want to fix something they want to feel something so what is it you want to feel and then how can you do that in like a really balanced healthful happy way that is that is going to support you internally as well as externally right and not just focusing on like having rock solid abs because it's just not going to give you anything if you feel like an alien inside your body if you get to the age of like 35 45 50 and look back and regret ignoring like actual health symptoms which now may be reversible if you feel like so tired you can't focus on anything else i remember i used to prioritize the gym so much i literally had no energy or, or mental headspace for anything else it's it's about saying okay do i know how to like regulate my emotions healthily and again you may be like okay this is a bit of a stretch here but but it's actually not you know because being able to regulate your emotions in a healthy way is going to reduce your reliance on potentially harmful coping mechanisms okay it's gonna help you not overeat as much it's gonna help you not binge eat it's about saying okay um am i regulate am i able to like regulate my nervous system like is that regulated am i in a constant state of fight or flight am i constantly stressed is my cortisol like constantly elevated do i know how to switch off do i know how to sleep well because that is such a key pillar of health you know it's about asking yourself do you know how to go out and have a good time without counting the calories in a banana sunday is your energy stable all of these things right um often for many people it's about slowing down and doing less doing less and doing it better not overstimulating yourself um not overworking your mind not overworking your body and finding a bit more like harmony and balance and yeah when your outward appearance is not the primary driver for your fitness journey your health journey more often than not you'll find that everything just falls into place anyway and becomes a bit easier because self-esteem and i could probably going a bit off tangent here but like self-esteem and confidence in yourself doesn't actually come from the outside at all um i'm sure we've all heard the stories of some of the most conventionally attractive people being chronically insecure and shy and yeah it's it's definitely an inside job so when you kind of twist it around and take a different approach take an inside out approach to health um you more often than not find that 
you show up more consistently in the gym because you're proud of yourself and you feel like you deserve things and you'll feel more confident in your body and in whatever way you present yourself you'll feel more confident anyway because you're doing emotional regulation and you're making sure that you're not overstimulated and stressed all the time and you are focusing on your other values in life like your relationships and your relationship with yourself and you're doing other enriching activities so yeah that is essentially what I mean by now I take a much more holistic wider approach to physical and mental well-being and I recognize that they're interlinked and I feel incredibly different to how I did many many years ago and yeah if any of any of that did relate to you I hope that those pointers were helpful and validating and you know if this did resonate on a deep level and you want to chat more about it or you want to learn more about it then absolutely feel free to dm me I also have a coaching instagram because that's what I do now um I kind of have wrapped up my approach to wellness and health and I now coach women who want to feel good look at all of the wonderful things we'll just do it in like the nice harmonious way so I do that but my Instagram for that side of things is flourish by Emma um and it just has a bunch of posts anyway but you can feel free to dm me you can chat to me about coaching anything and then of course my other just regular Instagram is Emma Louise if you want to chat about anything else if you want to give me any good or bad feedback genuinely um I also just love and it now so yeah thank you so much for clicking on this episode for getting this far if you have I really really do appreciate it I know it takes a lot and it's a lot of intention to to listen to something so thank you I do hope that this provided something I hope that it was validating I hope that it was eye-opening in some way and yeah loads of love to you I will love you and leave you. Bye.